Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. And I hope that you all out there are doing super duper and feeling good. I am doing just great moving on along and upward in my life, regardless of the negative people that I may encounter in my life. Wow, this is March, people. It went by really, really fast. So now the weather here in Arizona, I was just discussing with um, uh, uh, Dave, my best engineer in the world. And, he, um, you know, it's like the, you know, the weather's just out of control in a lot of areas here. Now, it was in the 80s, you know, um, for two consecutive days this week. And um, like yesterday, for example, you know, it was 84. And in some areas, you know, it was, you know, a little bit higher than that. But the temps go up and down, you know, the mid 70s and upper 60s, you know, for the rest of the week, you know, like like, um, you know, like a yo-yo, you know. But there's no global warming. Now, um, listeners, we have a lot to talk about today. A number of interesting top interesting topics with my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And, um, th- you know, we're going to, you know, start off with my dinner table conversation. Then I have a new segment on my show call. So what do you think? And um, then we're going to talk about Trump's short-lived summit. What the what? The final frontier. Are you ready? Revenge versus resurrection. What is the problem with the service in this country? And, um, you know, conversations are going to be lively, educational, and with some laughs as well. So now let me say a a few things to you first. You know, we're going to go quickly here because, like I said, we have a lot of things to, to talk about. Now, I want to give a shout out to my son, Cedric. He was celebrating his birthday this week. Happy birthday, Cedric. Actually, it was yesterday, but we celebrate for a week in my family. And uh, so we'll be having a gathering this weekend uh, at my home. That'll be good to see everybody. And I asked, um, I was asking my younger son, you know, so what is it you would like, you know, to do for your celebration, you know? And um, so he says, well, mom, you know, you do so much for me. You know, you could just... um, we don't have to go out or anything like that. And, you know, just, you know, just, you know, cook some, you know, cook me something that I like. I said, okay, great. Um, I said, so what is it that uh, you would like? Well, listeners, he named like 16 things. And I'm like, uh, I let him finish. And I'm saying, no, uh, no, I'm not doing that kind of cooking. <laughs> so I will scale it down. He was laughing. And I, I told him I was scaling down. He's fine with it. But the bottom line is that. He just wants me to cook for him. He doesn't want uh, to eat, eat out. He prefers uh, to have my cooking. But, you know, not 16 items. No, no, and no. Now, I want to tell you about um, individuals that I'm lining up for my upcoming shows. Now, March 21st, I will have as my guest Brett Wallach. He is a very smart and gifted young man, and his talk is going to be about the importance of being a donor of organs as he has been gifted with a heart, and he is doing just great. Then in April is going to be the health month. Now, I'm going to have um, Tierra Alexis Daniel as my guest. 
She is also my granddaughter. She is also a smart and vivacious individual who is studying to become an esthetician, and her ultimate dream is to be a doctor of esthetician. Now, she's going to be graduating um, from um, this training this coming, um, well, this month, actually. And and um, she graduated from high school last year. So, you know, I think that it would be good, you know, for all of the people that's on the show, particularly any young people that are listening. And she could talk about her journey and her experiences in studying for this craft as well as the importance of taking care of your skin and offering some suggestions, you know, for my listeners uh, for doing so. Then also, as we are talking about health, uh, health month, Rachel C. Campbell will be talking about the areas in the mental health arena. For example, anxiety and what are some things that one can do to help alleviate or rid yourself of this disorder. Then on May 2nd, um, Jaime Lycone will be my guest. He is a loan officer and he's going to come on and talk about mortgages and give some advice to those, especially, you know, those newcomers who may be afraid to take that leap for buying your first home, your condo, or to refinance your, uh, refinance your existing home. And uh, he's, he's extremely good, extremely bright, well at his craft, and uh, so he certainly can help you through that process. Okay, listeners, so now that is, that is that for what is happening in the future here on Teresa. I am so excited. So tune in so you don't miss out on the great discussion. So let's get started with my show. Dinner Table Conversations. Are you living your best life? If not, what is standing in your way besides yourself? Now, according to the Chopra Center, it states in part that one of the deepest rooted desires of human is to live a fulfilled and happy life. Although living your best life may seem difficult within your grasp, this article says, you can learn to embrace happiness and achieve inner peace simply by changing and incorporating some healthy habits into your life. Sometimes living up to your full potential is just about taking the time for self-care, taking little moments to meditate, journal, and goal set can make all the difference. Craving a glass of wine and dark chocolate? Give in to that desire because treating yourself can be just as important as working hard. Now, Chopra suggests 10 tips to help you live your best life, and they are the following. Set intentions, visualize, meditate, journal, travel. It's a fabulous way of getting out and about listeners and also educating yourself. Invest in your health. Practice daily self-love. What do I always say? It all starts with you first. If you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. Educate yourself. So important to broaden that mind. Practice yoga. And be aware of the ego. Now, you know, we have talked about that little voice that's in your head that tells you you can't do something or that you're not good enough for something else. And as I said, I've talked about ego edging God out numerous times on my show We will have a prime purpose in our life, all of us. We all have a prime purpose, and it is important that we live our best lives. And I want you all to find out what it is and to go for it. Now, as I said all the time, if this is not a topic of choice, please choose one as long as you are gathered at the table for dinner and you're discussing something that is uplifting, educational, and um, 
have some laughs while you're in there as well. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I have a new segment, listeners, on my show call. So what do you think? And let's get right to it. And, and you know, and when I'm done with this segment, I'm also going to ask my guest to I want to hear his his take on this. So now what do you think about this, listeners? I'm sure that you all out there have heard about the, you know, discussion pertaining to B. Smith. She is the beautiful and talented woman of color who was a model and restaurateur. Until recently, she has been diagnosed with the terrible Alzheimer's. She was on the same level as Martha Stewart, very famous and well-known regarding advice for home decorations, cooking, gardening, and etc. Well, her husband, Dan Gasby, has been slammed on social media, for example, regarding the fact that he has a live-in white girlfriend whose name is Alex Lerner. And he is not understanding why a lot of people do not agree with what he is doing. Now, People.com reported on January 29, 2019 by Dave Quinn, titled B. Smith's husband has a new girlfriend while caring for her amid um, an Alzheimer's battle. And it says in part, listeners, that um, the husband of B. Smith is opening up about his relationship with another woman as he cares for the famed restaurateur and lifestyle guru amid her ongoing battle with Alzheimer's disease. Now, this links, you know, it is it, it's, it's, it, it, it's a terrible disease. You know, it, it just continues on and on and on. Now, Dan Gatsby first went public with his romance with Alex Lerner, who um, back in December in a post on the Facebook page, he shares with his wife, B. Smith, who he has been married to for 26 years. Now, um, on Monday, the Washington Post published a profile of the of the, you know, of the, you know, of everything that's going on between B. Smith and her husband and, and his girlfriend. Now, the two met in the summer of 2017 at a Hampton bar and struck up a conversation. Now, uh, romance didn't, didn't come at first. We were friends, Lerner said. This is the girlfriend, a divorced mother of three, as she told the Washington Post, adding that she had socialized with, um, Smith, B. Smith now previously at charity events and she said i didn't want to go out with a married man i don't know what that why that just threw in there that but that i'm just reading to you what it says but she goes on and says at a breakfast with gatsby and smith one morning learner realized this is not a man cheating on his wife what i admire about him is that he takes care of her she explained to the post Smith um, has, you know, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's six years ago after Gatsby noticed her becoming increasingly and uncharacteristically moody and forgetful. Now, Gatsby has told Smith that his relationship with Lerner, though it doesn't seem to register. His daughter from a previous marriage, Dana, has given her blessings to their relationship. And still there has been critics of Gatsby and Lerner's coupling. You don't bring your mistress in the house where your wife lives, one wrote online, according to the Post. She is not dead. So, listeners, what do you think about this? And so please go and read the article in its entirety if you are not familiar with this this topic. And, by the way, there are several articles regarding this topic online. So, if your loved one was diagnosed with a terrible disease, such as Alzheimer's, would you remember your vows till death do you part? 
B. Smith's husband says that he has needs as well as it is tough. It is a tough job to take care of someone who is dealing with the unfortunate disease. Or would you dedicate your time and your efforts to the person that you have fallen in love with years ago and maintain the relationship as best as possible? As I said, just something to think about. So let me bring on my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. Good morning, Reginald, and thank you for being on my show today. Good morning. Good morning to you, sis. Good morning, Dave. And good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. All right. So what do you think about the, uh, you know, the B. Smith controversy? Well, you, you know, um, gosh, okay, where can I start? Uh, you know, I, I can... I, I can't imagine what it's like to, well, I can because being a therapist and a case manager, I've, you know, dealt with uh, clients uh, or family members who were dealing with Alzheimer's. And and it's a difficult thing to do, and, and it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy to, um, you know, to to care for your loved one. And, and emotionally, it's very difficult to see him or her going through that transition, you know, with, with, with the disease. However, you are married. You took marriage vows, uh, through sickness and, and health. Um, you know, and you can, you can justify, you can explain yourself into or out of anything. If you want to justify and explain yourself why you have your mistress in your home, you could justify it and, and you could justify that. However, that doesn't mean that it's right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can justify why you were going 85 to 35. Now, how is on that doesn't mean that it's right. Um, you know, he says he has needs, and I'm assuming, don't like to assume, but I'm assuming he talks about sexual needs and and needs mm-hmm. for, you know, care, you know, just, just emotional partnership, things like that. Totally mm-hmm. understand that as human beings, that's what we want and need. And, you know, that's why God gave Adam Eve. But however, your your loved one is still here. Your loved one mm-hmm. is still alive. Now, mm-hmm. the girlfriend says, well, she didn't wasn't interested in dating a married man, however, however it was put. But you're yeah. living with a married man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, so exactly. I just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's very disrespectful to his wife. It's mm-hmm. disrespectful to their marriage vows as well. Mm hmm. Uh, mm hmm. Now, as I was reading um, the article, um, it did say, you know, it, it did say that he talked to his wife about it, although she didn't comprehend what he was saying. So is that that's that's to me, um, Reginald, that's like he somewhat exonerated himself. Right. You know, but I told her, but she didn't understand. You know, right. I mean, that's just an excuse. Okay. It's just an it excuse. Is. It it's, is. It's she just knows an she's excuse. dealing she knows she's dealing with that disease and cognitively she's not able to comprehend what he's saying. 
But exactly. as I said before, he's justifying. He's used that as justification of doing what he's doing. That exactly. doesn't mean it's right. You know, you can justify it, but it doesn't mean that it's right. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I just feel for her because I loved her program when it was on. And, um, you know, uh, this has been talked about, but, you know, I air every other week. So um, it may be old news for some, but I but for some that it's not. And um, mm-hmm. this this is things that I wanted to talk about on my on my show. And I just you know, I just wish her all the best. And I hope that they um, they meaning the, the medical industry can come to some type of resolve for people who, um, you know, contract this this terrible disease and. This is why it's important um, to Reginald. Um, you would know more about this than I, but you know, um, you know, I have a I have a degree in common sense, and I have a lot of degrees on my wall. But it's you know, it is important that people keep their minds invigorated with the right thing as well. You know, don't overwork the don't overwork it because you can. You know, so that's all yeah. I want to say about that. We got to keep ourselves. Uh, cognitively healthy. I'm right. Yes. Now, yeah, yes. you know. So now let's get let's talk about Michael Jackson, Reginald. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, this next segment is you know Michael Jackson. Are these individuals talking so boldly again because of the hashtag Me Too movement, or is this all about money? Now, as you all out there know, this is a subject that has been discussed in the media for years regarding Michael Jackson's alleged sexual sexual molestation of um, two young boys until they were in their teenage years. Now, this ugly matter was litigated years ago before Michael Jackson's unfortunate transition. Um, I think it'll be 11 years uh, this year. Now, it has come back to rules that though this is the first time America or the world have heard about these ugly allegations. Now, the estate of Jackson is suing HBO for $100 million, and his family has come out in his defense as Michael Jackson is no longer with us to defend himself. Now, Oprah Winfrey, who I am surprised, did a uh, special uh, recently um, titled After Neverland Special, and Martin Brashear has come out of the woodwork, you know, also, uh, again, with his take on the allegations uh, regarding Michael Jackson and others, along with these now grown men uh, rehashing their stories for the public to hear again of incidents, allegations that happened when they were friends with the super pop stars starting when they were children. Now, Reginald, the Guardian.com article titled The Michael Jackson's Accusers the abuse didn't feel strange because he was like a god. Now, this is by Hadley Freeman, dated March 4, 2019. Um, and it's, he's, he says, you know, he explains, you know, why he had to. Um, this this is this guy named Dan Reed, original. I'm not familiar with him at all. Have you ever heard of him, Dan Reed? No, not at all. Yeah, I never heard of Dan Reed. And he explains um, in this article that he had to expose their allegations in his film, Leaving Neverland. Now, my question, Reginald, is this resurfacing, is it now for money, as the Jackson family is stating, or do they feel that because of the hashtag MeToo movement, these two guys that are now men, 
They need to bring it back in life in order to bring attention to those who are being molested, raped, and educate people on pedophilia. What are your thoughts about all of this, Reginald? Well, you know, I, I don't like the fact that they're using the Me Too movement for 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 their BS. I, I, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, this is how I feel. I, I, I think this is BS. Now, that mm-hmm. does not mean that there aren't legitimate incidents where, uh, you know, people have been molested and, uh, you know, things like that years ago, and now they're ready to talk to, talk about it. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people talk about this, and but, you know, as, as a case manager and a therapist, this is something that I deal with on a daily basis. I've mm-hmm. seen the ugly effects of, of, of child molestation, um, pedophilia, dealing with the dealing with the individual, um, dealing with the family, you know, the whole bit. So I've got over 15, 16 years of face-to-face dealing with that. But I just I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's all for money. I'm glad the Jackson family is standing up uh, because, mm-hmm. yeah, Michael Jackson is, look, he was a human being. He's not perfect, wasn't perfect, just like none of us walking this earth are perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I I have shortcomings. Lord knows I have shortcomings. Yeah, we I'll all joke, do. A lot of times I'll joke with with a client or something, and, and they say, "Oh, Reg, you're really good at such and such." Say, well, you know, no, I'm not. I have a lot of shortcomings, and I'll dial my sister, and she can get on the phone to tell you all about my shortcomings. You know, that's one of one of my standard jokes. That <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got her on on uh, speed dial. She can tell you all about my shortcomings. You know. But as human beings, that's that's okay. But 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 I just think, you know, a lot of people will use a legitimate movement like the Me Too movement for for their mm-hmm. BS, mm-hmm. Um, like the young man in in Chicago um, uh, using um, um, the news as uh, you know for for his BS, something that was as so so hurtful to to people. He's using mm-hmm. that, you know, to mm-hmm. to justify his BS. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's what this family is is doing. And if mm-hmm. that's the family, I'm glad that they're standing up and they're taking the stand because yeah, Michael's not here to defend himself. I mean, it's it's that. yeah, it's just totally ridiculous. You can very well see that it's for money. And I echo what you're saying. I am not at all downplaying the fact that our precious children and grown-ups, but right now I'm talking about children because this is where it stemmed from, that our precious children are being just, you know, abused so much. I mean, can we even say about the children that are still being held at the border? There's no talk about that, uh, what's going on with these children. Uh, We got children that were torn away from their parents, and the parents don't know where they are. The children don't know where their parents are, and a lot of them are babies, so they don't even know. Um, But, you know, once again, I'm not downplaying this at all regarding children that are that are being abused consistently in this country. I mean this is is huge. And um so there should be um a spotlight on that, you know, and and bring these um uh you know perpetrators and and uh you know to justice. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here is this Michael Jackson. This is a case that has been heard, has been litigated, mm-hmm. Reginald. Mm-hmm. And it's gone through, it's gone through the courts. They had witnesses. They had their attorneys on both sides. And these two guys who were not babies when they got up on the stand raised their right, right hand 
and said, do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? So if you got, I, I used to sit on the bench. Okay. So here's the, here's the thing. One of the gentlemen said that he lied when he was on the stand and that he did this because he loved Michael. Isn't anybody out there talking about you perjury? That wow. you per, you, excuse me, you said you, you didn't tell the truth when you were told mm-hmm. to raise your right hand and tell the truth to the court. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did, and, and the jury of your peer, you didn't do that. Is anybody wow. finding anything wrong with this? And then not only that, as I was listening to the view, um, a couple of days ago about this subject and mm-hmm. how Joy Behar, I discussed this with you, Reginald, mm-hmm. how she was, uh, quoting uh, uh, something that the one of the mothers had said, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but it was that basically that she failed her son. She should have, she should have, um, you know, known. She should have watched him. Da, da, da. That's that same statement that I heard years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and this Dan Reed person, it is all about money. I don't even know who he is. I've never right. heard of him. Maybe you guys out there have heard of him, but. I never heard of him. And, you know, my brother has never heard of him. You know, that doesn't mean that he isn't, you know, whatever. But I just don't agree with all of this that's going on. I, too, agree that the Jackson family is coming out fighting. Jackson's kids are very upset about this. And they're sick and tired of people saying heinous things about their father. But yet they capitalize on him every damn time Mm -hmm. they can get. You hear his Mm -hmm. music all the time. You know, um, you hear it played in commercials, which the family is getting paid for that every time. But, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm just saying someone is always trying to mock how he danced and, right. and, and things and how he's saying and, and so forth and so on. Did Michael have shortcomings? This is what we were, uh, you mentioned earlier. Of course he did. But, you know, there is a thing about innocent until proven guilty. He was not mm-hmm. proved guilty. Do I wish that Michael had done things differently? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I wish that he had, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, give them a couple of concert tickets and send them on their way. You know, like, right. bye-bye. See you later, right. alligator. You know, and, and just keep going like that. You know what I'm saying? But he, right. you know, um, he himself is a father. Uh, he was, he was married at one time, you know, to, um, his, uh, the two oldest children's mother. There's allegations that the youngest son is another woman's, um, is, is not the mother or whatever. Uh, but, but anyhow, I mean, it, it's, it's a hurtful, it's a hurtful thing. And, mm-hmm. um, the mother, um, uh, Catherine, Mrs. Jackson, who I admire very much, um, you know, and she once again has to endure these things, you know, said about her son. Um, and as I said, they're all allegations. But what gets me is how people are coming out of the woodwork and they're talking about this like it has never been talked about, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? Right. And 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 this is what you know when you're when you're in the limelight, <clears throat> be it as a entertainer, as a newscaster, as a talk show host, or whatever, and you gain notoriety, you have to realize that. The public really doesn't love you. They love you for a while and what you can do and all of that. But the moment, but there's people out there who are looking for an opportunity to hurt you and to, and to 
get something from you. That's why you have to be very careful of mm-hmm. who you surround yourself with and who mm-hmm. you deal with. And that's not mm-hmm. only somebody who, you know, so-called counting your money. you got to be aware of that because, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar became broke at one time because the person who was counting his money wasn't counting his money right. It was doing other things, and he ended up bankrupt, you know, allegedly, um, mm-hmm. because this person is doing heinous things. So that's why you have to be careful. And not only people who are in the limelight, but just everyday people like ourselves. You know, you have to be careful with who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And who you bring into your your circle? I have very few people in my circle. I could you know count them on one hand and and have probably eight fingers left over. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and and I think because of of Michael's kindness, you yeah. know that he and 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 you know he has shortcomings. There were some alleged you know uh, uh, physical abuse that he received that he you know received from his father and things like that. You know so. So we don't know, you know, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze him or anything. I don't have the right to do that, you know. So so maybe there were some things that, that he was looking for, you know, uh, loneliness or things like that, you know. But mm-hmm. that still doesn't mean it's okay for someone to take advantage of someone who has but, been kind to you. Exactly. Exactly. And this is why, you know, um, this is why, you know, I'm I'm the same way. Um, I could count on one hand and, and I probably will have <laughs> eight fingers left, you know, but you know, it's, it's time out for all of this. You know, what I'm going to say and, you know, so we can, uh, then we're going to go on to the next subject, brother, is that there are so many things that's in this world that needs to be reported on. Mm-hmm. We don't need to keep reporting on sexual encounters. And it seems that this, this is something that mankind loves to talk about, you know, it's just mm-hmm. too much with all of this sex stuff, you know? And so it's, it's just, you know, it, it's really disheartening. And, and, um, and I hope that the, you know, that, that the Jacksons, they're suing HBO, like I said, for a hundred million dollars. Um, HBO is very successful. They don't need to keep rehashing these old things over and over and over again. You just, so right. like, what is, what is it about man that they, that, that their brains are so short sighted? that they can't come up with new things, you know, like they keep making movies over and over again, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that nobody is can can write a movie or anything now unless it has a bunch of sex and violence in it, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just I just wish them all the best, you know, but um, this this kind of stuff needs needs to stop. It really does. Um, you know, we we got our environment. We need to talk about Reginald. We got our, right. our infrastructure. We need to talk about. Uh, we have the educational system we need to talk about. We need to talk about this terrible tax, uh, new, uh, laws that, that this thing in the White House that, that, you know, um, has put on people that they're not, you know, they're not getting tax returns and, and we need to talk about him and his collusions mm-hmm. and, and all of that, you know, and, um. Right. Yeah. So now that, that makes a good segue into the next topic, which is Trump's short-lived summit. What the what? Now, Reginald, as I was, um, now, I was not airing when Trump went to, uh, Hanoi, Vietnam to meet North Korea's dictator Kim Jong-un recently for a summit to discuss the denuclearization of his country's missiles, for example. Now, as he's saying the dictator's praises, remember that? But once again, he got there, the summit did not last as long 
as, you know, as anticipated, citing differences between, you know, Trump and Kim Jong-un and calling it early quits. Now, Reginald, do you think the real reason is that he was so uncomfortable, uncomfortable because his former attorney, Michael Cohen, was testifying before Congress and giving them factual evidence against him. And he just couldn't deal with the fact that he was not in this country so he could tweet his fingers off with nasty, untrue responses regarding Michael Cohen's testimony to Congress. Your thoughts, Reginald? Well, I, I absolutely believe that as, as well. And not only that, but, but Kim played him like a fiddle. You know, mm-hmm. and not only this is the second time that Kim played him like a fiddle. He has mm-hmm. given Kim the world stage. He being Trump has given Kim the world stage. He's put him on the same stage as, you know, as someone to be who, who's important as a, as a world leader. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is what this is what he has done, you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so Kim knows what he what he was doing, and so Trump got played like like a fiddle. I mean, look, this is a guy, and I, I said still saying this to myself the other day. You know, it's not like this guy this guy Trump has has served in Congress as a governor, as a mayor, as a state legislature, as a as an alderman, as, as anything. Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Eight years or so ago, this dude was doing The Apprentice. What okay. makes you think that he's qualified to deal with Kim? What makes you think he's qualified to talk about taxes? He's had five or six, eight or ten bankruptcies. What makes you think that he's qualified to be president? You know? So, I mean, this is just totally ridiculous. And, yeah, he was totally PO'd at the things that Corn was saying. But this is the same person who said that he hires the best people. Mm-hmm. So if Cohen was this horrible guy, why was he around you for over 10 years? Along with the other 30-something-odd people who have been indicted. But you hired the best people? I mean, come on, this is asinine. This, this, exactly. this is ridiculous. Yes, it is. Because, you know, he made a statement, Reginald, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, Trump said that it was unfair, you know, to have the hearings while he was out of the country. <laughs> you know, you know, it was it was unfair, you know. Oh, you know, so Cummings and his um, committee is supposed to wait. Oh, well, let's let's wait that he comes back to treat tweet his little short fingers off, you know, and say discussing untrue, nasty things while we're actually trying to get to the, the bottom of this so that we can resurrect this country as soon as possible. Okay. Um, so this is, you know, it's, it's always something negative going on with him. Um, and, and his sons are just as negative as he is and his daughter. She don't get a pass and her husband. I mean, it's just, it, it's just a mess. And, and, and it, I'm it just is. loving it how, and, and Reginald, remember too, just very quickly before we move on, and how we discussed how they're always saying, and Mueller is, his report is coming in February. Okay, we're in March now. Yeah, you know, they've been saying Mueller, that for Mueller over will, a year. Exactly, Reginald. <laughs> Mueller will give it to you when he gets ready to give it to you. And when he do give it to you, it's going to be really good. Okay? Yeah, and, and that's why they definitely want to cover it. Not not release it to the to the public, 
since this new attorney general has already said before he was sworn in that he, you know, as as he was um, <clears throat> vying for the job even before Scott, uh, Trump, you know, appoint, you know, wanted to appoint him, you know, that that he uh-huh. didn't think that the American public should have access to this report that he was going to look through it and to basically delete certain things that he didn't want yeah. the public, you know, to, to, and, to see, which is ridiculous. I, I think that's typical. You know, that's why he hired him. You know, sure. he, he, he talked to him before. Now, uh, let's talk about this now. Now, uh, now, uh, are you going to know, I'm going to redact, um, you know, that information, you know, so the public that's no, that is not true. We, uh, you know, Mm. We, the citizens of this country, have the right to know what the person in the White House is doing. If he has investigations, we have the right to know the full-fledged report. Otherwise, why are we spending? It's our money, listeners. It's our money that is paying Mueller, with all the respect that I have for Mueller and his team. It's the taxpayer's money. That is paying for these investigations. And we, sh- and, and we should not allow, as citizens, we should not allow this, uh, this new attorney governor, whoever he is, he short lived along with Trump as well, to, to be able to say, okay, I'm only gonna, you know, th- you know, uh, divulge whatever it is that I want to divulge. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're running this like a total, you know, uh, like a, like a, um, dictatorship regime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, I, think, I, don't have to, I don't have to tell you this, you know, and blah, right. blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know why people out there don't see all of this is coming. He actually thinks that he's going to have four more years, which that ain't going to happen. That's right. I said it ain't going to happen so that he can be a dictator like Putin and Kim Jong-un, you know? But also, I mean, but also he wants these four years because he, you know, the statute of limitations would be off certain things. So that's another reason why he wants four more years, because that'll give him. He's thinking exactly. that it, in his in his in his ambulance chasing attorneys like Rudy Giuliani, whatever his last uh, name Gi- is, Giuliani, Giuliani, yeah, thanks, Giuliani. Have told him, you know, four <laughs> more years, and you'll have the statute of limitations where they can't go after you, you know, for certain things. And a lot of Trump supporters, they don't even want to know what's in the report. That's how blind <laughs> they are. They know uh, yeah. he's a crook. They, they yep. know he's in their heart of hearts. They know he's a crook, but they don't yes. want to see it because they don't want to be able to, to say and have to be told that, see, this is what he's doing. So they rather, mm-hmm. you know, just stick their head in the sand, you yeah. know, and, and, and not hear it and not hear the truth. But, yes. you know, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. We need to know the truth about about this. And like one guy uh, that I can't remember the gentleman who was uh, being interviewed on on um, MSNBC a few days ago uh, that Trump has been acting like a Russian mole. Duh! Of course no he's kidding. been acting like no a kidding. Russian mole. No kidding. You know. <laughs> you know. I mean, this oh. is, this is, this is scary. Well, he's you yes. know the Republicans always talked about oh Obama's apology tour. He's going around apologizing. You know, what the United States has done, which is an absolute ball-faced lie, number one. But number two, here's the apologist. He's kissing Kim's ass. He's kissing Putin's ass. 
he talks against uh, our, our intel community, our CIA, our FBI, you know, the mm-hmm. people who are out there keeping this country safe, who are putting mm-hmm. their lives on the line, keeping this country safe, and he's talking mm-hmm. against them. Are you kidding me? But exactly. the same people, the Lindsey Grahams and all of that, all of a sudden, you know, they had diarrhea at the mouth when President Obama was in office. But all of a sudden now, you know, uh, now they have they have nothing to say. Yeah. Now, you know, that comment that you just said um, uh, about uh, he was saying that uh, our President Obama was going around apologizing. I heard that and I thought it was so fucking asinine. And uh, but that's right up there for me, brother, with the comment that was made that Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton was selling uh, children in a pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. And, and, and reporters mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. went there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And the place had no basement. Oh, she's she's running a child sex ring in the basement yeah. of a pizza yeah. parlor. And the place yeah. didn't even have a basement. You know, I mean, how stupid and ugly and asinine is that? Very, very very wow okay but uh, as i said you know people can think that they're getting away but trust me there is a god all right yeah. Rachel, let's move on to the final front the final frontier are you ready well 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 elon musk who is the tesla car person out there guys decided to go forward with launching his spacex into outer space carrying human beings to places that they have never gone before but with this launch, uh, listeners, he didn't have a um, uh, an actual red and white corpuscle person in there, um, but it was a, a dummy. And the and the uh, SpaceX uh, went and um, and landed, you know, up there with the the space um, the, the uh, other space vehicle that's floating around up there that us taxpayers are paying a lot of money for. Now this uh, article is titled Elon Musk. Always thought SpaceX would fail and he'd lose his PayPal millions. This is a report by Catherine Clifford dated March 6, 2019. And in part it says, with Saturday's successful test launch of the spacecraft SpaceX, we'll use to send humans to space for the first time. SpaceX has already vastly exceeded any expectations Elon Musk had when he founded the aerospace company 17 years ago. He says, I always thought we would fail. Musk says of founding SpaceX during a press conference Saturday at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. So this is is all upside. Now, SpaceX is getting closer to becoming the first private American company to put humans in space via a commercial spacecraft. Now, on Saturday, Rachel, SpaceX launched rocket ship crib, a rocket ship crew Dragon unmanned to deliver 400 pounds of supplies to the International uh, Space Station. Now, if the spacecraft returns to Earth safely this week, it will have been a successful test flight. Manned SpaceX flights to, to, to space could reportedly come as soon as, hold it, July of this year. Um, your thoughts, Reginald? I, I I think that's cool. Um, um, you, you know, for those of who would like to who who would who would like to do that, um, mm-hmm. not something that I would be interested in in doing uh, because I'm so interested on what's going on here on on this earth. 
But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the space exploration and things like that have been great for, um, you know, improving our lives from digital clocks to, you know, on and on and on and on. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I think that's a good thing. As long as the taxpayer's money is not involved with, with his um, ventures, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, for me, I, you know, and I've expressed my thoughts about, you know, going into space before. There's so many things here on, on earth that needs to be dealt with. You know, we can't even get along with one another. You know, I mean, we got hate, hate, hate groups that are evolving like crazy, you know, and it's like, okay, so you're going to take your mind, you want to take your mindset out there to another, another planet and think you're going to do the same thing there. I just, I just think, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that monies could be adverted um, to, you know, to do so many other things, you know, like build schools and and um, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm going to say, you know, um, educate the uneducated and reeducate the educated. You know, there's just mm-hmm. so many things, our health care, um, you know, right. uh, doctors and uh, hospitals. And it's just so mm-hmm. many things, you know, um, beating Alzheimer's, cancer. We haven't gotten down to that yet. And. And, and things of that nature. Oh, and on that same vein, one of my um, favorite programs is Jeopardy. And I want to give a shout out to Alex Trebek. I heard mm-hmm. yesterday that he has stage four pancreatic cancer. And mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he was I he was very much into my prayers uh, yesterday when I heard when I heard about that. I went directly into mm-hmm. prayer. And uh, so I just wish him the best. He says that. He is going to beat this because it, it, it says that 5% of, there's only a 5% survival, um, rate from pancreatic cancer. You know, our, our pancreas mm-hmm. is a very, very important, um, you know, organ in our body. It, it does, does a lot. And I just wish him the best, you know, and, um, I want to continue yeah. to see him on Jeopardy. And he, you know, he, uh, is very upbeat about it. Um, he said that, uh, Alex Rebecca said that, uh, um, you know he has to be. He has he has three more years on his contract, and he's going to be doing that. You know, uh, uh, still doing his hosting job on Jeopardy. I love him. You know, he's very smart, very quick witted, and I I just love it. So I I just wish him all the best. So I just had to segue mm-hmm. into that. Okay, mm-hmm. but anyway, mm-hmm. I I just wish that they would uh, regarding this SpaceX thing. I just wish that Elon Musk got all of this money and talent. I just wish that he would do it for the causes here that are on Earth. And, you know, people want to go out there in space. You know, that's your life. That's what you want to do. That's fine. I'm just saying how how I feel about it, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm there with you on that one. Yeah. All right. So our next one is Revenge versus Resurrection. Okay, this is about Michael Cohen's voluntary testimony, listeners. Now, he has done some heinous things in his life. As he has, you know, was associated with that person in the White House that slaves built, you know, Cohen, you know, as you all know, volunteered to come to Congress and speak with Representative Cummins and his committee regarding the nasty and heinous things his previous boss, Trump, told him to do. And he obliged to do them simply because that is what he thought was right. And he wanted to do them now. He clearly sees the errors of his ways as the boss he thought was all of that in the bag of chips, Reginald, so much so that he would take a bullet for him. You know, that was a wow moment for me. 
and now, and now, um, and now that he sees that Trump has thrown him under the bus so many times, I bet his head was spinning. Okay. Now, basically, Cohen is now saying what Trump said in his campaign to African Americans, Reginald, when he said that, do you, what do you have to lose? Vote for me. So now, mm-hmm. what does Cohen have to lose? He is going to have to deal with his sins and he is ready for that. But before the curtain closes on him, he is spilling his guts in the testimony to Congress because really, what does he have to lose? Now, you can look at his face and see the worn, torn, agony and defeat region that he has encompassed mm-hmm. through being mm-hmm. on the wrong side of things. So my question to you, Reginald, is do you think that Cohen is doing this for revenge or is he wanting to resurrect himself for the dark things he has done being associated with Trump. I think he's doing this for both. And, okay. and rightly so. Uh, I think he wants to resurrect himself. Um, and, and, and we hope as, as people that when we have done things that we shouldn't have, that we resurrect ourselves and we see the error of, of our ways. Um, and, and isn't that what, as human beings, what we should do? Um, mm-hmm. so, and I think, yeah, part of it is for revenge because this guy doesn't care. Skunk doesn't care about you, doesn't care about Michael Cohen. He doesn't care about mm-hmm. anybody. He'll throw his kids under the bus and he's going to when the crap really begins to hit the fan. Oh, he's yeah. Gonna, he's going to throw them under the bus to try and save his own wrinkled skin, you know? Mm-hmm. So, these are things that the public need to know. These are things, these hearings and everything are things that were blocked by Mitch McConnell and his boys for two years, mm-hmm. you know, not even allowing a hearing to be heard. But now with Adam Schiff and Elijah Cummings now and, and Nancy Pelosi, all of this stuff is coming to the forefront. And, of course, Trump wants to talk about, you know, he he, he cries and pleads and you know, play through, throw himself down, have tantrums like he's just being so done wrong no, and everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he he's 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 the biggest, he's the weakest tough guy that you have ever seen. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely, so, so I'm absolutely. Glad, I'm glad you know, this is coming to the forefront. Yeah, and um, you know, I like to put these questions out there to give. Um, you know, uh, you know, to also give my listeners, um, something to think about. And I, I hope they go away. I want them to, you know, people to go away after they listen to my program with something educational, something, something meaty, um, you know, to chew on, you know, to think about, you know, I also think that he's doing it for, um, revenge and, and for resurrection. I, I truly believe that he is very sorry. For what he has mm-hmm. done, you know, a lot of people do resurrect themselves. They don't remain evil all the time. They do find the mm-hmm. errors of their ways. They come out of the darkness and they want to walk towards the light, which is God. So I I commend him on that, you know. But um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm running out of time, so I'm trying to get um some more stuff, you know. I uh you know discussions in, but yeah, so I give him, you know, kudos. Um you know, for coming up with these things and he's, and he's bringing all kinds of, um, not only factual conversation, but he's bringing evidence, mm-hmm. <laughs> evidence mm-hmm. big time. And I love it. And I think he's close to, um, 
go back and speak to while Congress coming up soon or something in, in um next week or something or is it today or do you know yeah, anything um, about that Reginald? Well, the, uh, a, a day or so ago, he he was back. He was back uh, speaking as well, and I believe last week he had a had a closed door uh, uh, meeting. So uh-huh. uh, yeah, so so there's been for like two other um, uh, hearings since the since the you know the, the first one a week or so ago, and unfortunately mm-hmm. the media is not covering this. They've just swept it under the rug, which is mm-hmm. you know part of my frustration with the. With the, yes. with the media, you know. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and, and as much as this guy talked about how about the media, how it's the enemy of the people, and all of that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the media's job to cover these things. But you know, mm-hmm. they they just sweep it under under the rug, which is which is not right, which is unfair for the American public needs to know what's going on. And I mean, that's that's also like you know, with this attorney general, what we were talking about not too long ago, saying that he's going to redact information about mm-hmm. the president when when he should not be doing that. You know, I could be wrong, but I feel that that is not one of the jobs of the attorney general. He is to um, he is to inform the public. You need to be an informed public. Once again, this is also in the playbook of how to be ha- of how to have a totalitarian regime. You don't tell people what's going on. Okay, so now mm-hmm. let's move on to our next conversation. As I said, I'm I'm running out of time as we always do. What is the problem with the service in this country, Reginald? Is it just <laughs> me? Uh, what I'm talking about is the seemingly decline of service to organizations, customers in this country. I have not looked into this globally, but I am talking just about the United States of America. Now, this is a conversation that is had frequently between my husband, my brother, my kids and others about how company support staff far too often seem like they do not want to do their job that they were hired for. And unfortunately, some are not trained properly, and that is the company's fault. Now, for example, credit card companies and banks are doing their best to swap AI for the human being company's customers, uh, customer service staff. For me, it does not work. The only thing that they can tell you is really basic things. I'm talking about the AI systems like your balance what, and, and primarily refer you to go online and use their website for more information or to pay your bill or transfer funds online. Now, suppose you make a mistake, Reginald, then what? Mm-hmm. There are only so many questions that can be programmed into a robotic system, listeners. I don't care what algorithms and lightning speed they have going on. No machine will ever take the place of the brain that God made for human beings. Your comments? I got like three minutes. Okay, oh, quickly. Yeah, and I, I, I'm on board with you on uh, that because, yeah, we talk about that a lot. And the service industry is just so, uh, you know, just, just, just little things. I, I went, you know, had my car washed uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, usually because there's no one ever in my car but me, and I keep it pristine anyway, that the only time it may need a little vacuuming is, 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 is the driver's side, you know, the driver uh, uh, area. And so, yeah. uh, so, so the guys, you know, who vacuum and things like that. So, so they're, they're getting done. I'm looking at my car about to get in and they just throw the mats back in. Don't, don't even yeah. put them in the way they're supposed in the to way be. That, just kind exactly. of throw them in. 
And I was telling, yeah. you know, one of the supervisors, I don't appreciate that. You don't, yeah. you don't do my, you don't do my car like that. You don't do that. You don't exactly. just roll them in, your- put them in back the way that they were, how you found them. You didn't find them thrown, you know, if you found them thrown. And even then I would put them back, you know, the way they should be, you know, but I would put them the way they should be. Not back. I would put them the way they should be. That does not give you the right to take them and throw. I know I've had that same experience. So, Reginald, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Uh, Listeners, um, thank you so much for listening to me. I will see you in uh, two weeks with my guest, um, Brett Wallach and Reginald C. Campbell. And uh, we're going to be talking about more beneficial conversations and lively discussions uh, with even thrown in with a little bit of laughter as well. I want you guys to be safe out there. I want you to be uh, watchful and cognizant. Be kind to yourself because that's where it starts. And then be kind to others. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Make it a great one. <laughs>